SCP-5552, Our Stolen Theory. Time travel is one of the holy grails of science fiction, a concept largely foreign to our normal lives, but one that has interested and excited people for decades. While it's certainly possible that at some point in the distant future, humans will unravel the secrets of time travel, for now it's left strictly in the hands of fiction. Depictions of time travel range from the simple to the complex, and from utilitarian to horrific. Obviously, SCP-5552 is about time travel, and since many of the interesting stories in the SCP universe are about humans interacting with forces they don't completely understand, this should be pretty good. The article starts by informing us that the file is currently under review, as a database at a foundation site in April of 2020 reported a series of unauthorized file creations and modifications. These files were specifically related to SCP-5552, and all past information on the SCP has been lost. What's more is that no personnel assigned to the 5552 project can remember if any anomaly had been previously assigned to the 5552 slot. Every existing file related to SCP-5552 now has an upload time of 1.43pm, which is the same time that Dr. Naman Gupta began his speech at the 6th International Conference on Physics, discussing bi-directional time travel. What we're going to be reading are the current files on the database that were created or modified at that time. First is an SCP document about SCP-5552-EX. EX is an identifier added onto the end of SCP numbers to signify that they have been explained by scientific knowledge available to the Foundation. 5552-EX is described as the Wendell Conduit, as explained in the bi-directional time travel paper written by Jonathan Wendell. I won't bother listing off the techno-babble that explains the Wendell Conduit, but basically a Wendell Conduit acts like a wormhole, but requires far less energy to open and sustain. Dr. Wendell is working with the UN to create a time machine using this Wendell Conduit, and the GOC have blocked the Foundation from learning more. Of course, the Foundation has been at work on their own to create a time machine, under the title of the Cronus Project, led by Dr. Naman Gupta and Dr. Cindy Helsman. We're given a transcript of a conversation between the two of them as they examine Dr. Wendell's paper. Gupta is disgusted as he feels that Wendell stole their research to publish this paper, claiming that half of the math in the paper is copied straight from their draft. It's clear that Gupta is rather jealous of Wendell, disgruntled that Wendell even named a new property of matter after his dog, while Gupta has nothing named after him. In the end, the two doctors conclude that nothing in the paper regarding time travel seems to be amiss, but they're determined to keep working. This changed the designation of 5552 to Explained, as there didn't seem to be anything anomalous at work. Sometime later, Foundation satellites picked up a visual disturbance in Canada, as 20 acres of land had become entirely black in appearance, including all plants and animals in the area. Personnel were sent in to check it out, 
finding that the material in the area hadn't just turned black, but rather that no light was reflecting off of the surfaces. They were able to walk on the ground, but touching anything organic caused it to melt and fall apart. In the center of the area was a hole in the ground, about the size of a manhole, with a ladder built into the side of it. The personnel tie up a rope and climb down, finding a GOC facility, also entirely black. The facility was mostly empty, but they found one unlocked door labeled as the Primary Construction Bay. The entrance to this room, however, was blocked by humanoid figures, motionless and also turned black. Rather than risking breaking them, they reached over with a camera to take some pictures of inside of the room. The interior was packed with more humans, all crowded around a capsule in the center, the only thing in the area to retain its original color. The personnel believed that the capsule was occupied, but couldn't say for sure. The Foundation began asking questions about this to the GOC, who admitted that this was the result of their efforts to create a time machine. Realizing that the endeavor was not worth the trouble, they handed over all of their documentation to the Foundation. Back with Helsman and Gupta, they discussed the incident, as Helsman was confident that their research and math was correct, and the time machine should have worked. Gupta, however, shows that Wendell was stupid, as he used rounded numbers in his calculations because he didn't have full access to their math. The two believe that with the proper mathematics, the experiment could still work. Over the course of the next three months, Project Cronus constructs a time machine. After completion, rather than consulting the Ethics Committee and other proper branches of the Foundation, Helsman and Gupta run an unauthorized test of the machine. It's actually Gupta's idea to run the test, as he intends to go back in time and prevent Wendell from stealing their work. Helsman is reluctant, as obviously there are ramifications to performing time travel, and to risk it for such a petty cause seems foolish. Gupta says that while it's possible he could go back and do things that set off unpredictable chains of events, most things that occur have little effect on other events. Helsman relents and doesn't stop him, as he says he's going back eight months so that he can speed their research along and publish their paper for the physics conference before Wendell can steal it. As Gupta climbs into the machine and Helsman activates the controls, she wishes him good luck, to which he replies that he won't need luck because he'll have as many tries as he needs. The next document is similar to the first, explaining SCP-5552-EX, but now instead of describing a Wendell conduit, it names it as a Gupta-Helsman gate which was explained in a paper written by the two and presented at the physics conference. In a conversation between the two, Helsman expresses nervousness about the project, but Gupta brushes it off, as he obviously knows that the device will work, but hides the fact that he came from the future. The timeline for the completed construction of the machine moved along at an expedient pace, but when the time came for Helsman to perform the safety checks, she failed to meet her deadlines. She got caught up in doing rechecks and recalculations, to which Gupta tried to tell her to just trust him. It seems that Gupta's sweeping display of confidence in the machine has caused Helsman 
to feel self-doubt about her own capabilities, while in the original past, they were on equal footing. This leads Gupta to reveal that he knows the machine works because he's already used it to prevent their research from being stolen. In doing so, however, he basically stole Helsman's work from her. In the original timeline, Helsman had the satisfaction of putting in the proper work and seeing the results, whereas the current Helsman didn't really get to do anything. Despite the original Helsman being fine with Gupta's plan, the current one says that the original probably didn't know how this would feel. A few weeks later, the site holding the time machine experiences a couple major power outages, 20 minutes apart. Security footage prior to the first one showed Helsman entering the time machine, but security personnel were unable to access the testing area before the second power outage occurred. When they finally did make it in, they found a black powdery substance around and inside the time machine. The control panel indicated recent activation, and a letter was found on the ground. In the letter, Helsman tells Gupta that she knows how it must have felt to have his work stolen from him, and she understands why he did what he did, but she was robbed of her breakthrough moment entirely. She decided to go back in time in order to prevent Gupta from helping with her work, and then she's going to self-administer an amnestic so she can experience the feeling of solving the problems herself. She doesn't care if the research gets stolen, as long as it's their combined research. On the back of the letter is a series of handwritten calculations, with one number circled and the sentence, Why do they always screw up the weight decay? Gupta was seen sleeping in his office prior to the first outage, but could not be located afterwards. I hope you're still following everything, as we're just getting going now. The next document is another article detailing SCP-5552, but this time without the explained tag. 5552 is described as a theoretical method to travel back in time, although the Foundation lacks details about whether or not it's actually possible. The Cronus Project was initiated in 2017 by Drs. Gupta and Helsman to look into the possibility of time travel, with Gupta coming up with two separate theories for time travel, both shot down by Helsman. It's believed that a time travel event occurred at a Foundation site after this point, but a lack of evidence led the investigation nowhere. After this, Gupta was promoted to site director and left the Cronus Project, leaving Helsman as the project lead. Over the next year, Helsman comes up with a few different theories on how to achieve time travel, but all of them are abandoned for various reasons. In a conversation between the two, Gupta tries to be encouraging to Helsman so that she'll continue her research, otherwise she'll lose her funding but Helsman is pretty much at the end of her rope. She's upset that Gupta left the project to go into management, to which Gupta responds that perhaps it's because he was the better researcher, and Helsman ends the conversation by cussing him out and slamming the door. Later that night, the area of the Foundation site containing Project Cronus experienced an incident similar to what the GOC experienced on their time machine. There were three casualties— one researcher, one janitor, and Dr. Helsman. On her phone was a voicemail from Gupta, telling her that he's sorry about what he said, and it really left the project so that it could be Helsman's sole discovery. If she wanted, he would come back to the project. In the aftermath, Gupta took over the project. 
So at this point, we started with a foundation-controlled, fully functioning time machine that worked based on principles named after a different doctor. Now, the foundation has no time machine, and Dr. Helsman is dead. While this document doesn't end with a successful time travel event, the next document takes us back two years prior, describing SCP-5552 as a theoretical method of traveling between parallel universes, currently being researched by Drs. Gupta and Helsman. The theory was proposed by the two in a conversation, in which Gupta claims to Helsman that he might be from the future. He says that he knows for certain he came from someplace where, on April 16th, 2020, Helsman dies, and he takes over the Cronus Project. While it's possible that this means that he traveled back in time, it's also possible that he came from a different universe. He explains it similarly to time zones, in which in this universe it's currently April 4th, but in another universe it's March 6th, as different universes are temporally offset. Backwards time travel might be impossible, but maybe you can jump to a parallel universe that's further back in time. Helsman asks, reasonably so, why he thinks this is what happened instead of just time travel, to which Gupta explains that not all parallel universes are created equal, and many of them are unstable. At certain points in time, arbitrary groups of particles will just lose stability, going black and crumbling apart. The two begin to work on calculating if what Gupta says is true or not. Two weeks later, however, Dr. Gupta is falling apart from stress, rarely leaving his office and often shouting the phrase, it doesn't make sense. Helsman meets with him, expressing her concern, and Gupta says that there's so much he can't explain, like why he's only gone through similar parallel universes instead of one where the Earth didn't exist or something. Helsman reluctantly tells him that she hasn't been able to get his parallel universe theory to work, specifically the part about particles losing stability and falling apart. Helsman says that they'll come up with another theory, and he should take a vacation, as they have plenty of time before she's supposed to die. Dr. Gupta does go on a vacation, but while doing so, a massive incident occurred at the Foundation site, similar to the others, leading to the death of Dr. Helsman and Gupta taking over the Cronus Project. In the next document, SCP-5552 is redefined to be the measurement of how well the position, velocity, and rotation of a particle can be predicted given the state of the universe at the time of the Big Bang. Basically, the focus is now on the phenomenon in which particles in an area turn completely black and crumble when touched. This apparently occurs when temporal stability is disturbed, which is pretty obvious to us at this point, but it seems that it's becoming a bigger problem, a process that the Foundation is referring to as wilting. Gupta mentions that Helsman's entire neighborhood wilted, leading to 166 casualties, and the Foundation is trying to play it off as a fire. He says that this means he's in charge of the Cronus Project again, but he doesn't want to rush things, as he's been repeatedly going back into the past to fix things, but this time he wants to confirm his theories first. 
Two weeks later, he starts putting together some models and runs them by another doctor, Dr. Green. The following month, part of the site containing Project Cronus wilted, and the project was moved to another site, the same as previous instances, even giving Dr. Gupta the same office. He begins work on the time machine so he can finish it before this site wilts as well. A month goes by with no progress, however, as he can't figure it out without Dr. Helsman. More time passes, and he ponders why he hasn't wilted yet as well, as really he should wilt as soon as he activates the time machine, but he hasn't. He's not sure how Dr. Helsman ever figured this out, and he can't make sense of her notes. It seems to him like there's some art to this that he could never grasp. Well, she did so easily. Obviously, this is just an inverse of the reason that Helsman went back in time in the first place. Dr. Gupta finally comes to the realization that the reason he hasn't wilted yet is because the wilting is coming from him. He's the reason that the timeline is destabilized, which is again obvious. It's because of him that every time he goes back in time to try and save Dr. Helsman, she instead wilts. Of course, rather than accepting this inevitability, Dr. Gupta decides to go back in time again to try and have Dr. Helsman help him solve this destabilization problem. On to the next document. It's another version of the SCP-5552 document, but this time it's really just a personal note from Dr. Gupta. When he went back this time, everything had already wilted at the Foundation site. The guards posted out front let him in to get his stuff, and he learns that the Cronus Project made faster progress in this timeline, and had already finished the time machine. Since there's still some food here and the power is still on, he decides to stay and work on his theory so he can fix everything. The progress doesn't go well, and he learns that other parts of the world are spontaneously wilting as well, including parts of France, Thailand, and K2. In time, his heirloom watch wilts, and Gupta gives up on his theory about the destabilization, leaving him back at square one. He decides to Google Jonathan Wendell on a whim, reading about his professional accomplishments before moving on to tidbits about his personal life. It turns out that Wendell never owned a dog, and Gupta wonders where he got the name for his scientific property from. The property was named Wilt, and Gupta realizes that he's been using the term wilting to describe the destabilization process. His theory is that this has all happened before, all of this spontaneous destabilization, and the two doctors realized that the only way to fix things was to go back and prevent time travel from being invented in the first place. They would purposefully let Wendell take all of their research without proper math. There would be an incident, and they'd give up. Or that could all be wrong, as maybe Wendell did have a dog in the original timeline, or maybe he just randomly came up with the name. Either way, Gupta can't prove any of it. At this point, Dr. Gupta is left with really nothing but despair, as he has no research left, and no Dr. Helsman to assist him. He can't even explain why he can continue to travel back in time reliably without falling apart. He's at the point where he wishes that time travel didn't exist at all, and decides that he has little else to lose. That leaves us with the current document about SCP-5552, 
which refers to the previous six documents which spontaneously appeared on the Foundation database. They all have been uploaded at the same time, estimated to be the moment when Dr. Naman Gupta began his talk at the physics conference about bi-directional temporal travel. None of the individuals mentioned in the documents were questioned about the files, to avoid any sort of messy time continuity issues, leading the investigation into their existence with little to go on. A couple of weeks later, an incident occurred in Canada, as the GOC attempted to carry out Dr. Gupta's research into time travel. This leads Dr. Green to reopen the investigation into SCP-5552, finally interviewing Dr. Helsman about the Cronus Project. She had been reassigned a couple weeks prior, leaving the project dead in the water. He asks her if the terms Wilt or Wendell Conduit mean anything to her, but they don't. He then asks her if she knows a Dr. Gupta, to which she replies that he's the lead author of the GOC paper about time travel, but she's never met him. She asks if he died in that incident, and then she begins to cry, but she can't explain why. Dr. Green, who has read the six documents, says that he has a theory about why she's crying, but it's not important, as not everything needs an explanation. That leaves the current timeline with no time travel whatsoever, as Dr. Gupta went back, took over the GOC project involving time travel, and purposefully died while messing up the math so that the Foundation would give up on the project. In theory, this would result in a total temporal correction, as none of the events we read about would have occurred due to time travel no longer existing. In reality, though, time travel is a fickle beast, and the ripple effects were still felt by Dr. Helsman as she cried for Gupta, despite not even knowing him in this timeline. In the end, Helsman really had it right, as Gupta shouldn't have gone back in time for so petty a reason as renaming some scientific principles after himself. While they originally had a successful time machine created through their combined efforts, they are left now with one of them dead and no time machine whatsoever. Perhaps ultimately though, Dr. Gupta did the right thing, as time travel is a far too powerful and capricious capability, better left to the realm of science fiction. While there's a number of potential interpretations of exactly how things played out here, the lesson learned is the same of most time travel stories. Perhaps try and accept what you have, rather than risk losing it.